Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Michael Reed on LMFM. Thursday morning, the 25th of March. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The leaders of uh, the 27 European countries are to meet today and tomorrow. It had been planned to hold this meeting in person in Brussels. However, due to the continued high and in some cases growing prevalence of COVID-19 in a number of member states, the President of the European Council, Charles Michel, took the decision earlier this week to hold the meeting by video conference. The EU Council Summit will unusually meet with uh, the President of uh, the United States. I welcome that President Biden will join us on Thursday evening for a discussion on the transatlantic relationship. Not unusually, COVID is uh, to top uh, the agenda and if 29 million AstraZeneca vaccines now stored in an Italian factory can be exported out of the EU. The President of the Commission spoke to me the night before last and... and, 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 and uh, told me about that 29 million, uh, which my understanding is was emanated from the Halix plant in, in, in the Netherlands in the first instance. Um, but, but the point is that, um, and some of that could potentially be COVAX. The COVAX programme could deliver those vaccines to the developing world, but we don't know if the AstraZeneca vaccines are to support the world's poor or if they're to fulfil contracts with the UK. I'm very strongly adhering and committed to the principle of keeping supply chains open. The Taoiseach says there are two issues for the European Union to contend with now. first issue is the failure of AstraZeneca to fulfil its contracts with the European Union. Uh, and I fully support all measures designed to ensure that AstraZeneca fulfills its contracts with the European Union. The second issue, Michal Martin says, is what a ban on exports out of the EU would mean for how vaccines are supplied around the world. For our part, we have been and will continue to administer as quickly as we can. In this context, it is vitally important that that, 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 that vaccine chain, supply chains remain open. Ireland, as a result, is to oppose a ban on exports. I will make it clear at our meeting this week that I do not support actions uh, that would disrupt vital supply chains and undermine vaccine production when the situation remains so fragile. But while Ireland is opposing the European Commission's proposal to ban exports, the Taoiseach says contracts must be honoured. Of course the European Union must continue to hold to account those companies with whom it has entered into contracts. There must also be transparency as to the numbers and destinations of vaccines that are produced. However, the pandemic is a global challenge and we must work together to overcome it. 
Equally, the production of vaccines, which rely on a, re a range of inputs, from the elements of which they are constituted to the vials in which they are bottled, is a global activity, relying on complicated and easily disrupted relationships. Any interruption carries real risk to supply. That's the Taoiseach Michal Martin. Let's talk to the Minister for European Affairs, Thomas Byrne, Fianna Fáil TD, for me this now. And a very good morning to you, Minister, and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. You told the doll yourself yesterday that you believe AstraZeneca has acted disgracefully in its dealings with uh, the European Commission. But how to respond uh, is a different matter, and opinion is obviously divided. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, uh, to be fair, Michael, I think everybody's agreed that AstraZeneca has to comply with their contractual obligations. And while obviously a certain amount of uh, vaccine is at issue in Italy, I think 30 million, 29 million was the figure discussed. That's significantly below even what AstraZeneca uh, are missing in terms of the contractual obligations for the next quarter. Uh, so there's a lot more vaccine actually needs to be provided to the European Union than, than just that. Now, what has happened is uh, the European Union has put in place what's called a transparency mechanism, where essentially any export of vaccine has to be declared to member states and to the European Union Commission. That's how they they they, they found this uh, and discovered that this was there. And now I think that's that's that that now what has been proposed this week is not so much an export ban, but rather an extension of that transparency mechanism. Uh, to make sure that we know exactly what's happening. But it would and, result in some exports being banned, wouldn't it? Well, what's happened so far is that, you know, I think there's, there's been quite a few exports from the European Union in the last six weeks or so, and one has been banned, which is a comparatively small shipment to Australia from Italy. But Britain, the, the British Northern Irish vaccine programme has been underwritten really by factories in the European Union, including I mean, up to 10 million doses. So, so, so that has continued. The worry is that if you, we, we're doing well with Pfizer at the moment, for example. Mm. You know, there's a lot of Pfizer coming in. If you were to have a kind of, a, you know, some sort of export ban, it could be tit for tat, and all of a sudden you find that some part of uh, the Pfizer vaccine uh, is then not available, and then we're in, we're, in, we're in deep trouble. So I think the Taoiseach's really, really conscious of that. Yeah, and he's uh, opposing it, as are other European leaders. Just to explain this to us, uh, if you can, because I think a lot of people will find this confusing. European countries are uh, opposed to this measure that is uh, going uh, to be taken, or is being proposed at least, uh, by the European Commission. No, uh, it's who, done now. Okay. What the European Commission announced now is actually, they have the power to do that. So that's now in in terms of a, a ramping up of what's called the transparency and authorization mechanism. They've been very careful to say it's not actually an export ban, but it definitely gives them more power over uh, exports and, 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 and movements of vaccine. But in, in decision-making terms, they've more power uh, than the European leaders have. No, the, the commission says power. Now, it can be if, if member states decided to over the technical thing is if member states decided to overturn it, it is possible for a qualified majority to do that. But the European Commission can do this, I think, on a temporary basis. Also, there is a reserve there for, for member states to do this themselves. For example, that shipment from Italy, that was actually taken by the Italian government. Uh, so that is possible as well. Mm. But it, it, to be but this is really about knowing what's happening. And with that knowledge, then I think you have a lot more clout then in your contractual dealing. So, so okay. we supported this and we and this this is happening now but as i understand it there certainly won't be an export ban 
uh, this evening. That's that's not an issue this evening. But this is but so, what has actually... Some exports could end up being banned. Uh, and just help me, if you will, to try and understand this and to explain it to our, our listeners. Uh, I mean, from an Irish perspective, we've uh, the Taoiseach as the head of uh, the country as uh, our Prime Minister representing Ireland at a European level. Uh, we have our European Commissioner then, uh, Mairead McGuinness. Uh, and Mairead McGuinness is part of the EU Commission. Uh, and in terms of making this decision, uh, she would be the voice coming from this country and every country would have members on the European Commission and it's the Commission who have uh, made this decision uh, without the approval of the European leaders and they're now looking at it and some of the leaders including Michal Martin are opposed to it. No, that, that, that's actually n- not the case. What Michal Martin was opposed to was an export ban. Yes. And the European Commission has been very careful actually to say that what they've introduced this week is not an export ban. Yes, there was a lot of talk about it uh, before this came out, and I think Ursula von der Leyen would have heard what Michal Martin said. He didn't feel it was right to go as mm. far as what was being talked about, and they haven't gone as far as what was being talked about. There is a bit of confusion, though, mm. uh, in the media to see that, but but what, what has been brought in really is okay. an extension of what's there already, but it is something that will work, and it doesn't go as far as an export ban, and that's why I think at the moment we're, we're certainly happy to support it, uh, in the sense that we need AstraZeneca in particular to fulfil their contract. Okay, so whatever about the confusion about what's being decided, it's the European Commission which is headed up by Ursula von der Leyen and is made up of commissioners such as Mairead McGuinness that is yeah. making this decision, has nothing yes. to do with the Prime Minister's, the Taoiseach of this country, in other words. Well, the Commission, I mean, that's, that's, I mean that's, that's the way the European uh, Union works. What sure, I'm just trying to explain this to our listeners and to yeah, understand the European, the European yeah. they've, they've, I mean, they have two different roles. So mm. the, the, mm. the leaders set the general direction for mm. the European Union. Mm. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, but the Commission does. The Commission works in the interests of the entire European Union uh, to, to get, you know, to, to, to implement European law. And that's mm. what they're doing in this particular case, to get as much vaccines as possible for all of us. OK, bear, bear, bear with me through that type of conversation, because not everybody is as au fait with the workings of the European Union as you as the Minister for European Affairs and uh, I think it's sometimes worth stepping back a little bit and no, I had to, to check right. this myself this morning Michael, right, okay. there's a lot, of, a lot of confusion in the media but what exactly is happening but, but my understanding is, 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 mm. is, is and, and who is making the decisions on our behalf uh, and I think uh, the, 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 uh, worth, the reason that's worthwhile in, in trying to explain to our listeners is that our, our, our listeners are not happy with a lot of the decisions that are being made on our behalf by the European Commission which are, to a large degree is out of our hands. Yeah, um, I, I accept that, but I have to say I think that what they're doing in terms of the export authorization is really, really helpful. And what they've already done so far has led us to know exactly what's happening with vaccines uh, in the member states. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I would say this for the European Commission, and I was speaking to Brian McGuinness uh, this week. Since, like, in the last few weeks, I mean, obviously there was a lot of disquiet, and I accept that in terms mm-hmm. of procurement, particularly compared to Britain. Britain has its own problems now, though. We're, we're um, way and behind. It's not Europe. Yeah, yeah, we're way behind a lot we, of the we, countries. I, in the I'm, world, yeah. I'm, I'm confident. Actually, we'd we'll certainly catch up on Britain, and they have they have other difficulties which aren't nothing to do with Europe, but mm. to do with a factory in India, and and they're going to slow down. I think pretty significantly. They've said uh, over the next month. Uh, but what's happened in the last few weeks, with the European Commission has done, is there's a commi- French commissioner, Thierry Breton. And he has been basically assigned by Ursula von der Leyen to, to effectively go around Europe to make sure that every last factory is being used, that there's nothing that could be done that isn't being done in terms yeah, of supply. The, the, the criticism that, that lies at their feet is that this is retrospective uh, and that they were slow to sign the contracts. The contracts weren't strong enough. They ended up with egg on their face and, and now they're trying to play catch-up uh, in a, a world where vaccines are spare 
sparse and rare and we're looking now as at the possibility of a trade war as a result of the action no, we're that, not. We're, that they're we're taking we're, we're, and, and and if that is the upshot i mean the Taoiseach there are talking about the, talking about the covex program and trying to get these vaccines to the poorest parts of the world you're talking about outpricing the poorest countries in the world no, I mean, for example, there, you know, I mean, Israel is often given as an example of a country that's done well on vaccines. And yes, they are. And they've they've done a particular deal with Pfizer. But they haven't vaccinated any of the Palestinians living mm, in the Palestinian exactly. occupied territory. Yeah. So, so the European Union actually started to pay for that. They started last mm. weekend. So these things are never as simple as it's been portrayed. Britain's the same. We're likely, when you talk about CAG, we're playing catch up. We are likely to catch up with Britain, uh, I would have thought, over the next mm. month or two. Um, based on the supply. We've had a million, we will have had approximately a million doses of vaccine into the country and nearly all administered by the end of March. There'll be another, that was the first three months and really from December. In the month of April, we will have a similar number. So that's a massive ramping up of of the vaccination program next week. So people are waiting around, particularly those in their early 70s now are wondering, when am I going to be called? There are many people aged over 75 getting uh, vaccines. Now, there will be some who haven't got it yet. I accept that. Uh, But you're going to see a huge speeding up of the process next month. And all of the protections uh, that we have uh, suggest that, even even when I say that today. I mean, you can never never be absolutely certain of this. I think we've learned that particular lesson. Uh, But the projections, certainly as we speak, are very, very good. And for I, April, I think that's what everybody wants to hear, and I'm sure that there's nobody who wants uh, the, and, and, wor- and the, world's, way, Michael, the world's poorest to be outpriced uh, either. Having said that, no, no, we're, mm. we're, we, we will be we'll be funding the world's poorest. Yep. In fact, we've mm. we've bought we've bought many more doses of vaccine uh, and order them than we will ever need, and it's likely that some of them will be provided to poorer countries, and we're already doing that. For example, as I said, in the Palestinian mm. territories last weekend, a small amount to start them off from a European Union point of view. Okay. Uh, just while you're with us, uh, uh, Minister, as a Fianna Fáil TD and indeed uh, a local TD in County Mead, uh, you have as much interest as anybody else in the North-South interconnector. I understand it was raised at uh, the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party meeting last night. What more can you tell us? Well, w- what I would say is um, when I was on the radio some time ago with you, I did commit to working on behalf of my constituents and I made the point that you, you know, there's a moment of time in the early part of a government when, you know, so, some people expected that all of our commitments would be implemented. Uh, we gave a commitment to seek uh, a review of the Northside Interconnector. Uh, we have been talking, uh, I've been talking to Eamon Ryan since the government was formed and before indeed. Uh, and indeed, the Taoiseach has been talking to Eamon Ryan about this. So I think uh, the Taoiseach, I think, confirmed. He actually said this previously at a, at a parliamentary party committee, but it wasn't reported in the media. Uh, that there's work going on with Eamon Ryan uh, to ensure that there will be a review of the North Side Interconnector. I mean, it's not, uh, we don't have the, the full details in, term, in terms of the terms of that review uh, yet, uh, but in principle, it is agreed uh, between the two parties. And I welcome that because that's the commitment that we gave before the election, the commitment I gave to you when I was, you know, had a, had a, a, a fair but tough run on the radio last October because the thing wasn't quite ready yet and there was things I couldn't say. And if you remember, I didn't want to come on the radio initially about that. The reason was, uh, that these things were happening behind the scenes. They don't just happen immediately. Uh, now it seems to be coming to fruition uh, between the party leaders, and I'd say the three party leaders, uh, led, led by the Taoiseach. And, and I welcome that. And I think in due course, I, I can't give an exact time on it, but in due course, there, there will be a formal announcement uh, in terms of the terms of it. Which will include the possibility of undergrounding the cables. What the, 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 the Taoiseach announced last night is there would be a review of the Northside Interconnector. I think I'll, I'll wait for the Taoiseach and, and Minister Ryan when they're ready to, to, to announce the full details of it. OK, we leave it there. Thank you, Minister, for joining Thank us you. this morning. That's uh, Minister for European Affairs, Thomas Byrne, who's a Fianna Fáil TD from East. Michael, Michael Reed on LMFM. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.